Glory to God forever and ever. Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. Jesus is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God Almighty is one, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's the most wonderful, beautiful person in the universe. And humans were born to fellowship with Him. His glory fills heaven and fills the, the whole earth. Amen. Um, Lord, thank You for giving us eternal life. Thank You for everything. Thank You for today, for the privilege of knowing You. And I bless those listening and I believe with them You'll reveal Yourself to them. If they're not saved, that You'll save them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Jesus offers every person eternal, everlasting life. He offers to fellowship with every person for eternity. Jesus Christ is God. The Holy Spirit is God. He is the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Father. He's Jesus Christ unlimited. Amen. If, if someone only has time to listen to this for the next 30 seconds, please listen to that that Jesus is God and His glory, His presence and glory is so wonderful it's beyond human words. And He's literally everything that someone dreams of. He's the wonderful Savior. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the the bread of life. He's the light of the world. And He literally offers to fellowship. Now how does someone find Him? It's when someone seeks Him with their whole heart. And they'll find the treasure. How does someone get saved? When they go directly to Him and have a face-to-face -face encounter with Him. And it's simple. It's just when someone, all they have to do is just say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. And they're instantly saved. That's how simple it is. And really, everything is like that, I believe, in our relationship with God. Now, it does take persistence. And, and we, we must, uh, you know, lose our old nature and follow the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when someone does that, there's unlimited potential. In this brief message, I want, I want to continue about heaven, hell, and angels. Just some brief information. And it's actually something I've never shared in this podcast. And also, I want to just give a brief preview of an upcoming message and possibly a series of messages about the fire of God, which is the glory of God. We've had new listeners every day in the last, really, well, in the recent past, and, and in the last 30 days, people from more than 50 countries have listened to this podcast, and, and that's with no promotion, basically no promotion at all of this podcast, other than just having it on our main website, which is wonderreality.org. This is Wonder in Reality. My name's Jim.
I, I do want to share this new information. It's not new because it's in the Bible. It's not new. It's new to this podcast, but it's right there in the Gospels and in the Bible generally. But I want to emphasize the new thing we need is a fresh anointing the presence of Jesus every day. That's the new wonderful thing. That's the, that's the answer. That's the key. We don't need information. We don't need knowledge. It, it, believe it or not, we don't need knowledge of the Bible. We just need Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the wonderful thing, it's the greatest privilege to know Him, to belong to Him, to belong to Jesus Christ. What a privilege. And, and again, we get to go to Him and, and His presence, the glorious splendor of His majesty is priceless. I mean, priceless is not even really the right word. It's just, He's the treasure. Every human being dreams of finding a treasure, right? A treasure with you know, with material things. But this is greater than all the wealth. He Himself, His presence and glory, greater than all the wealth of in all of human history multiplied times infinity. And that's even a cheap analogy. Because really, that, that the best way I can explain it is, is that He's everything that someone dreams of. Amen. Just briefly, I'm still, and our ministry is still researching um, and, and studying the Gospels and so forth about what Jesus said about heaven, about angels and about hell. But it, it looks like that Jesus spoke about heaven. If we really look at all four Gospels and we look at everything that He said, all of His words and all of His parables, His His revelations, his allegories, his metaphors and similes, and the specific times that he said the word heaven, if we looked at what he said about heaven and about aspects of heaven, it very well could be that there's more than 200 or 250 or maybe even more times that he spoke about the subject of heaven. Amen. I mean, it very well could be far and away his most frequently um, preached and taught subject. Now, one, one uh, example of that is that his main subject was the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And, and if you just look up in a concordance, he said the word heaven um, more than a hundred times. Now that's not exact, of course. Uh, we, you know, because you know you really have to study the Gospels because you know to to find out the exact number of times. 
but this is new uh something that's that, that I actually um I've never heard now this doesn't mean much but I I've never heard a minister or a preacher or a pastor say what I just said I've never heard that um now okay someone may say well what do you mean by this How, because Jesus often spoke about of course about his father and about God in the revelation of prayer he even said our father who art in heaven so there's an example there's a he said heaven but he also is speaking about his father who's in heaven and all the times that he spoke about his father that's well he's God almighty amen and that's he's in heaven so he's speaking about heaven there of course this may sound common sense but there's many other times he he spoke of course about God he spoke about um, at one point in the Gospel of John he said I am from above you are from beneath so there he's speaking about heaven he's from heaven he um, he said whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven I mean it's it very well could be that there's no subject that, that, that's even close to how many times um, to, to, in terms of frequency than, than heaven that he spoke about. With hell, our, our ministry has found there's 21, at least 21 specific times that he spoke uh, about what will happen and where unbelievers will be for eternity. What, where they will be and what it will be like for them. So eight of those, are, he specifically said hell. One time it was Hades, but that's also hell. So eight times at least that he said the word hell. And we know these are famous. Everything Jesus said is famous, but sometimes we forget um, or we overlook certain things. And he described what's going to, what's the eternity for unbelievers, such as he said that there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Well, one of the main ones is the, the he said, um, he called that place where unbelievers will be the eternal ever the eternal or the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And, and back to what I was saying, he also described what it will be like. So he spoke about the specific place. He spoke about the everlasting fire. It's also translated eternal fire. He called it the furnace of fire. And he said there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Um, he said where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And, and really it's more than 21 times. I mean, again, if we really looked at all the Gospels, it could be... It, let, let me say it this way. If we look at all the things Jesus said about that place, hell... Now we know from the book of Revelation that place is hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. 
So hell and the lake of fire are the place that unbelievers will be for eternity. And if we looked at all the things Jesus said about that place, it might be as many as more than 40 times. Because he also, of course, spoke about the enemy. Numerous times. Jesus, I mean, we can just count those. Uh, you know, it's, it's as many as eight or nine or ten times, somewhere in that vicinity, maybe more, maybe less times that he spoke about the enemy specifically. Um, he called him the prince of this world or the ruler of this world. He said that three times. He called him a um, a liar and the father of lies. He called him a thief and a murderer. In the parables, some of the, the two, the, the um, parable of the sower he mentions, you know, uh, and in the explanation, he spoke about the enemy. So that's, I just want to give an overview of this. It looks like he spoke about angels as many as 14 times, possibly more times than that. And angels, for the most part, uh, are in heaven. Now, we know now that angels are also on the earth. They're traveling uh, continually to the earth. And, and there's angels on the earth. There's no telling. It's unknown how many angels are on the earth doing God's work. But, but he said that um, every child has angels who always see the face of my Father in heaven. So add that. Add the angels to that subject of his speaking about heaven, of, of Jesus speaking about heaven. So these are eternally, of course, eternally important subjects. Okay, the fire of God. <clears throat> I don't have time um, to really to go to to say much about this topic, which is an eternal revelation. Amen. It, everything in our most holy faith is that same thing. The fire of of God. I believe it, it is His glory. Um. Some of the most famous portions of the Bible reveal His, his fire, such as um, in Revelation chapter 15, a sea of glass mingled with fire was before the throne. Let me correct that. This is Revelation 15 verse 2. Let me just read this. Um, well, starting with verse 1. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingle with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. And they... Just briefly... One of the first times that I think fire is mentioned in the Bible is when God sent cherubim to protect the tree of life and there was he also put a flaming sword there. It was a sword, but there was not just a sword, there was a flame with it. That's fire, um, of course. 
Moses in the burning bush, one of the most famous events in human history. This, this bush was on fire. It was uh, Elijah and the chariots of fire and the horses of fire. And remember, Moses and Elijah spoke to Jesus in the transfiguration. Again, one of the most famous portions of the whole Bible. Those are two of the most probably the most anointed men in history. Moses and Elijah. John the Baptist said he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And in Revelation it says before the throne there's seven flames of fire which are the seven spirits of God. So I want to keep this simple. And, and again, I want to emphasize it's not about knowledge or, or knowing you know, the Bible or these stories. Someone can go directly to Him and experience Him and His presence and His glory and the fire of God. They can for themselves. It's the greatest thing for a human being by far. I mean, nothing else even comes close. In fact, well, and it's when, when I believe when John the Baptist, I know I said this the other day, when John the Baptist said he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let me just read this. He said, I, um, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It, it could be that He's speaking there about the presence of God and then also the glory of God. And, and the, the presence of God and the power of God. And so I want to just simply explain something. There's a great man of God teaches about this often. And I want to just summarize his teaching as brief as possible. The presence of God and the power of God. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same God. The same Jesus. Someone may say, you know, why these two? Uh, you might call them... Why is, is, is that so important? And, it's, and it goes, one of the explanations is God is so perfect and awesome and has set up this perfect plan for human beings that the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, every person can experience that. When they get saved, every person has the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in their spirit person within them, giving them eternal life. Get quickening their spirit person so that they're alive. Amen. And, and they have that presence as long as they just stay with Jesus Christ. They have that presence their whole life, the rest of their life, and for all eternity. And He, it, he never leaves. Amen. He's But the power of God is different. 
the power of God comes for service. And that, that very well could be the fire that the fire of His glory and it's the power of God and it's it's an unspeakable mystery that God would allow someone to experience that. If someone develops the presence of Jesus in their spirit person and if they lose their old nature, they go into the phases of knowing God. There's four phases of knowing Him. If they do that, then they can experience, then the power of God can come upon them for service. That's in Luke 4, 18 and 19, I believe are the verses, but there's, there's seven glorious revelations of that service. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me. That's the very first thing, the anointing anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And then there's But again, it's this perfect plan because we could not handle the power of God if it was if we if it was always on us, we wouldn't be able to live as human beings because he's so glorious and powerful and awesome. But it's the perfect plan. And, and a great man of God speaks about when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, it's like um, he describes him, you know, a warm blanket comes over his whole body and every part of him settles and he's... Uh, and... And he, he's in it, like he calls it a gentle tornado. And, and he also teaches that the present, the, the God's presence stills the soul, does not stir the soul. You know, he, and, and to think the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the helper. You know, that lines up when he, when he speaks about this warm blanket of glory. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the helper. He's our strengthener. Amen. Amen. I do want to pray for listeners. These are some of the listeners in the last week. Lord, I bless all the listeners of this podcast, the visitor, the, 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 those who are reading the books, visiting the websites, watching the videos. In this podcast, I bless the listeners in state of Pompeii, in Micronesia, in central Hong Kong, in Marrakesh, Morocco, in Istanbul, Turkey, Cairo, Egypt, Sydney, Australia, in Dhaka, Bangladesh, in Accra, Ghana, San Cristobal, Dominican Republic, in Europe, in Dublin, Ireland, in the UK, in Germany, in Canada, in Trenton and Belleville, Canada, in the US, in about 15 
states from from the east coast to the northeast to the west coast in in Virginia, Tennessee, Ohio, in North Bergen, New Jersey, in Queens, New York, in Illinois, in Chicago, in Berwyn, in Villa Park, Illinois, in Lancaster, Ohio, Richardson, Texas, Houston, Texas, in Mesa, Arizona, in all three states on the west coast in Los Angeles, in California, in Los Angeles, Hayward, Lemoore, California, in Lodi, in Oregon, in Seattle, Washington, also uh, yeah, in Singapore, and also um, in addition to Mesa, Phoenix, Arizona. Bless them, Lord. A lot to look forward to in the upcoming days. Please do pray for our ministry if, you, if you're able to, if you have time. We need prayer. We need financial support. Please visit wonderreality.org. Thank you for listening and blessings.